Hi, and welcome back to Overtime Operators. You're here with Casey at Niners Fanman or Niners underscore Fanman on all your socials. Uh, I'm here with the man, the myth, the legend, the one, the only Daps from Dap Sports. Follow him at Dap Sports just about everywhere you could ever follow anything. Uh, they do all kinds of crazy stuff over there, mostly breaking cards. So if you're into that kind of thing, jump on over there, check them out 24-7. They're always popping. Never know when to stop. They're going to never stop. Uh, but Daps, today we're talking about making money in sports. Sports betting is going to be the first block in our show. We're going to do our pick five bets. Uh, we each pick five bets that we're most confident in for the coming up week of sports. Uh, we do a $10 bet, $20 bet, $30 bet. 40 and $50 bets uh, based on our confidence, how much we want to win. Uh, first, we got to wrap up last week's Daps. Do you know how you did last week already before I get into the results? I just took a look and I do know how I did last week. Okay. Okay. So Daps, I'll, 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 I'll not bury the lead here. You are the champion of last week, uh, but we both ended up positive. So we always like that as a show when we're in the black. Um, I'll start with me here. Uh, I had, as my $10 bet last week, the cards at Steelers. That one didn't pan out for me. I'm going to blame the picket injury. Looked like it could have been uh, could have been close. Could have scored a lot more. Oh, I had uh, I had the over on 41 points, by the way. Um, yeah, and big L for me there. So I lose 10 bucks. Going to my $20, Falcons at Jets. That one worked for me. I had the under uh, 34 points, and I think they were way under on that one. That one I liked a lot. Um, so I'm a little bit ahead there. Then Panthers at Bucks. I pull up short again, betting on the Bucks to cover the five and a half point spread. I believe they won by what four, something like that. So disappointing. Uh, but that's how it works sometimes. Dolphins at Commanders saved me in my 40 spot because I had the Dolphins to cover nine and a half in their victory, which they did. Then my $50 was a complete flop. Chargers at Pats. Six point spread, Chargers to win. They shut out the Pats and can't cover the spread. Daps, give me give me a minute on on this situation. What is this? What is this? How do you how how could you be a professional football team, shut out a team, and not cover a six point spread? Can you can you tell me how that happens, please? I wish I could. The Chargers are pathetic. The Patriots are pathetic. Um, I, listen, there was obviously uh, weather conditions that you know might slow the game down, but not six zero, and. I, I grew up watching this this style and this brand of football where it wasn't solely quarterback driven. There was a lot of those old school teams who ran the ball, a lot of punts. And I don't I don't necessarily hate watching that type of football. You know, a 10 17 10 game, 17 7. You know what people people love scoring and I get it. I love it too. But what's cool about games like that is the last two minutes sometimes become very exciting in a seven, seven game in a 10, seven game in a six, six game because a, a field goal wins it. Right. So you don't necessarily need the points to, to have the drama. Now you got none of this though, with the chargers and the Patriots uh, Herbert is, I don't, I, I, I didn't, I didn't watch that game. Cause every time I flip flip to it, it looked horrendous. Um, but the fact that you have Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, two top five position players, um, and you you can't score a touchdown, like I, I don't know what's going on. I, I I've hated that coach for a couple of years now, and I'm just gonna blame him because he's the he's my scapegoat for the Chargers. Uh, 
very interesting to think like what if bill belichick went to the chargers what if bill no belichick idea went to the Bengals, right like i don't know he might retire but i i could make the argument like or the comparison rather phil jackson goes from jordan to kobe very similar path belichick Brady to That's Herbert, true. in my in my opinion, because what you got to do is, as Belichick, run the same style defense you've been running for the last thirty years because you're the best at it, and then trust in Herbert on the offense, and that's that that would be the game plan in my mind. That's the the easiest way to set it up. But Patriots, um, Chargers, what a letdown for the NFL! Disaster of a game. I, I don't know who enjoyed watching that. I agree. It was disgusting, and I thought the Chargers were better than than that. Uh, the Pats we know are struggling. I do like this being the the pass off of the Bill Belichick potentially uh, in this game over to the Chargers. That that fan base and franchise has almost nothing to lose at this point, so why not? Um, I don't know if the Bills are in quite the or the the excuse me the Bengals are in quite the same position, but I don't mind that either. So just to recap. I had losses in the first and third rounds and wins in the second and and, uh, fourth, but I had no outcome on the fifth. So I just ended up $14.22 up on the week, but we'll take that, baby. It's a win, small win, uh, albeit. But uh, Daps, you had a little bit different week. You had the uh, Steelers side, or you had the under, excuse me, the underside of the 41-point line set by the uh, Cardinals and Steelers. You came out good in that one. Uh, I think, again, picket injury goes a long way. But, hey, I'm not taking it away from you. Good start to the week. Followed by two quick L's real quick. Chiefs at Packers. You hit the under. 42-5 was your bet, and it did not hit. Uh, so you lost out on that $20 bet. $30 bet. 49ers at Eagles. You had the Eagles plus three. That one didn't work out. Niners had themselves a little bit of a game. We'll circle back to that. I'm going to finish through... Uh, the rest of these results. Then we'll talk about that game, I think, for a sec. Uh, $40 bet. You had Dolphins at Commanders. Well done. Uh, we had this in the same spot. Dolphins at Commanders, nine and a half point spread. We both picked the Dolphins and they covered that. And you wrapped it up with a $50 bet of Lions at Saints, uh, four point spread. You had the Lions here to cover for, and they did by one nail biter, but they pulled it off for you. I like that. Um, I could. Do you want to talk about that game at all, or do you want to go straight to this 49ers-Eagles matchup? What was the other game? Uh, Lions at Saints. It was just a close game. Hit the spread yeah. by one. No. Yeah, nice the, the, the Lions minute. were up. I think the Lions went up 21-0 in the first quarter. Saints put together a little rally. Derek Carr yeah. is extremely underwhelming. Um, yeah, and then gets hurt, they've right? Got, Did he, he didn't he, finish the game, right? No, he didn't finish the game, and they have Taysom Hill, and – Jameis Winston isn't the best, but I I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of like, if you're going to mix Taysom Hill in every other drive or however often and use him as this utility player, it's like, switch to Jameis Winston. What's he going to do? <laughs> Throw picks? Like, Derek Carr's already throwing picks. Like, the, the reason that yeah. you don't go to Winston, Winston throws, like, his historically, he's like, he throws three touchdowns, but he throws three picks. So, right. it, if you can manage those interceptions by slotting Taysom Hill in on a couple drives, you know, it, it's just interesting. Derek Carr's just, he's not the guy. He's not impressive. He threw a pick on like the 10 yard line. It was a horrible throw. Like didn't even, t- it wasn't even accountable for it in the, the post game. 
I'm kind of like over Derek Carr. I, I rooted for him, and after seeing him this season with the Saints, I'm kind of like, this guy thinks he's better than he is. He's not. He's not performing well. He's blaming everybody else, and he's got to take some responsibility. I agree with you. Couldn't agree more. Derek Carr jury was maybe still out if you wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt. Uh, I was kind of leaning that way after the the whole Raiders stint, you know. Just could never be the guy to bring them over the top. Looks like more of the same, at least, uh, with the Saints probably one step down, at least, from there. Um, but the real, I think the headliner uh, of the week, at least in my eyes for sure, 49ers at Eagles. 49ers pulling off the uh, the huge win. I don't have the box score in front of me. Uh, multi-score win over the Eagles. Everybody kind of thought this was like the preview of the uh the NFC championship game. It was the rematch of the last NFC championship game. Uh, we got to see what Brock Purdy could do against the Eagles for the first time. And let me tell you Daps as the resident 49ers fan here on overtime operators after the first quarter, I think the Niners had negative yardage, uh, obviously no points. And it looked really bad. We were down six, I think at that point. And I'm not going to lie. I start, I don't want to say I started losing faith, but I started to get very nervous, right? I started thinking like, hey, maybe this is just a bad game. Like, oh no, like already going through that rumor or the the excuses mill, I guess. Um, and then all of a sudden they got to go in and the Niners just scored and scored and scored and scored and they played good defense. Uh, Daps as the more impartial uh, host of this show who can speak to this kind of NFC duo. Uh, what do you take from this game? I mean... I think that the first quarter was interesting. I think the Niners did an incredible job of holding the Eagles to those two field goals um, when they got into the zone because they moved the ball pretty quickly. And it's it's a way different tempo of the game if it's 14 to nothing than 6 to nothing, right? If they get two Absolutely. touchdowns instead of two field goals, the way you play is just different. Um, I think that the sc- very impressive with – the Niners win, not going to take anything away from them. The power that the Niners have between Debo and Ayuk and Kittle and McCaffrey and Brock Purdy, by the way, now moving into the favor, favorite for the MVP, which I'd like to argue that if Tyreek breaks 2,000 yards, I don't think you can give it to Purdy only because of all the weapons I just listed, right? Like, not to mention, you got Christian McCaffrey and Purdy, like both top five, top six, top seven. MVP odds. And when you have two MVPs on one team, that's it's hard to give it to either one. You know, it's not just one guy. Right. Right, right, right. It's also like when KD went to the the Warriors, you're going, all right, well, KD and Steph aren't winning the MVP this year, right? Because how can you, right? So very impressive win by the Niners. I think that, and and some of this will be biased because I played Debo Samuel um, in a fantasy league. Uh, There was a blown call for sure on that first touchdown where Debo uh, ran up the middle. But I'm not just going to blame it on the blown call. The Eagles looked like they didn't want to tackle. And this this went from that play to the rest of the game. A lot of plays where the last touchdown the Eagles scored, nobody wanted to tackle. Both of Debo's touchdowns were like, I know Debo's incredible, but like you didn't even try to tackle him. I I was in a live chat for that game on Bleacher Report. And after he scored, I mean, I don't chat that much, but after he scored, I said, just Debo touchdowns just just look different. I mean, he's dragging three guys into the end zone with him from like six yards out as a receiver. That's insane. 
And by the way, he's a beast. So uh, this is not sure. to take anything away from Another Debo. reason Debo's, MVP is hard to give to somebody else on the team. Listen, Debo is absolutely incredible. One of my favorite players to watch. And uh, it's I love Debo and Christian are like the inverses of one another, right? Like one's the receiver who can also play running back and the other's the running back who could also play receiver. And they're arguably like the some of the best at their positions and on the same team. Really, really cool. Really versatile. Makes the Niners extremely scary. Like I am not excited to play the Niners as any team in the playoffs. They've dismantled both the the Eagles and the Cowboys. Um, but again, I think that the, the NFL is about getting hot at the right time. Niners are definitely hot right now, but sure. you got to be hot in six weeks, right? You got to sure. be hot when the playoffs are starting. So uh, they might ride this in. They're going to, I don't know what their schedule is like. I don't know if they're, they have a difficult schedule or an easy schedule, but um, you know, they might be the best team. They might be the team to beat. Uh, Mahomes does not look great at the moment. I don't think that really matters. Cause like, he can have a down week or two down weeks. He's Mahomes, right? But you see all these injuries happen. I saw an interesting uh, Instagram post. Trevor Lawrence went down last week. Joe Burrow went down. Rodgers went down. You know, there's uh, Anthony Richard, Richardson went down. All of these AFC quarterbacks, I think like six or seven who started the season are out. And they were saying, you know, if Lamar Jackson or Tua goes down, Mahomes' path to the Super Bowl is relatively easy. In the playoffs. Sure. I mean, I'm not bending against them. I still got the Chiefs going to the Super Bowl, don't you? Right, right. And then when you have to play them in the Super Bowl, guess what? Mahomes already beat the Niners. Guess what? Mahomes already beat the Eagles, right? So they don't they could they could both of those teams could talk as much as they want. Nobody wants to play Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl, right? You're gonna you're gonna psych yourself up, but like you don't want yeah. to play Patrick Mahomes, you know. Right. So right. he's got a pretty good listen, record in the Super Bowl. Yeah, for sure. But the NFC playoffs are are looking really, really cool because the Cowboys, maybe you don't want to hear this, but like they're looking good, man. They look they good. Look they look good. Yeah. And you can only play the them Niners, the one time we get to play them, though. So we had to show early in the year when they didn't look as good. So, But the Niners look strong, too. But, uh, like you said, Eagles, it's about getting hot at the right time. I, if you had to pick, <laughs> let, let's wrap this up with this. If you had to pick which team represents the NFC in the Super Bowl this year, not knowing exactly about the schedules going forward, just off your gut, knowing Philly has a little bit higher chance at the one seed, who are you going with if you had to bet today? I'd 100% pick the Niners right now. Oh, I thought you were going to say Philly. Okay, okay. I like it. No, okay. I don't, so I don't, I don't even yeah. I don't even like um like I think we talked about this last week. I don't like three of the Eagles wins this year. I don't like the win against yeah. the Bills. I don't like the win against the, the Chiefs, and I don't like the win against the Cowboys. So they're gonna play the Cowboys again. Uh it's gonna be time to show up. But also this game was a disaster for them. Like yeah. they did not look good at all. <clears throat> they had they had a chance to kind of put a couple drives together to, to at least be in it. Right. By the way, I'm For also sure. upset. I had them in a teaser, five game teaser, hit the first four bets. I had the uh. Eagles plus the Eagles plus 10. Imagine going plus into 10? that game, having the Eagles plus 10 and they lose. How do you even get a plus 10? That's nuts. So man, that's, that's, that's my weekend. Well, uh, some exciting games for sure. Let's move into our betting portion. Uh, we ran a little long there, so I'll try to run through mine pretty quick here. I'll only try to focus on maybe a couple. Um, I'll, I'll run through mine. How about this? I think this will be quicker. I'll run through all five of mine real quick and then toss it to you to do the same. Um, I have first in my $10 spot. I have Browns at Jags. 
going to take the Browns to cover the three-point spread here. Uh, they're three-point favorites. Uh, the Jags here, I mean, I don't know Trevor Lawrence's uh, exact status right now, but I don't think it matters to me that much whether he's out or he's playing and he's just kind of maybe rattled a little or physically kind of not 100%. The Browns' defense is good. We've known this. It is known. Um, and we've seen the Jags put up bad games. I've been a Jags supporter all season. This just feels like one of those types of games where I don't think the Jags have the uh, the veteran leadership, the kind of like experience to win the games that are going to be tough to win, especially against a good defense like the Browns. So uh, that's my $10 bet. Texans at Jets is my $20 bet. I'm taking the Texans to cover the four and a half point spread. They are the favorites. So I think this is going to be a decisive victory. The Jets I don't know what the Jets are doing, man. It's it's just anarchy in the Jets QB room right now. Uh, they just announced that, that they just announced that Wilson's playing. He's starting. Yeah, that's that's who I thought was going to start, but it's still. I mean, you didn't think he was the guy last week, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what has changed. I, how can you expect Zach Wilson to even play as good as he can? And that's not that great to begin with. So um, I will say this would have been higher up in my bets. Uh, except for I saw the Aaron Rodgers on uh, Pat McAfee interview all about Zach Wilson, basically. And uh, he made me believe in the chip in the shoulder thing a little bit. So I'm like, we might actually see Zach come out and, and ball a little bit. Uh, otherwise, this might have been up there in my 40 uh, or $50 section. All right, moving on. $30 bet. Uh, I have Lions at Bears. This matchup, I am taking the Lions to cover their three-point spread. So I'm three favorites right out of the gate. I don't know why this is so close. I know Justin Fields is back. I know that they can put up a lot of points. DJ Moore is an incredible athlete. I don't know why this is this close. The Lions are a much, much better team. Um, I mean, they, they're separated by a multitude of, of like situations. Like they could take an injury, a big injury, and still be fine, I think, in this game. Um, they were like, for instance, they looked pretty good without David Montgomery. So they can make do without key players. So I really like them here to cover a three-point spread. No problem. Uh, I'm going to take my first underdog in my $40 spot. Eagles at Cowboys. Eagles, I, I think this is just recency bias based off the game um, against the Niners. Um, I, I do believe in the Eagles. I believe that they're the second best team in the NFC. The Cowboys are peaking at the right time. So I think this is going to be a close game. But if you're going to give me the Eagles and points, I probably, when push came to shove, was going to pick the Eagles anyway. They're going to try to get a get right game here. Uh, so I have the Eagles plus 3.5 in the $40 spot and the $50 spot. Titans at Dolphins. I've done it two weeks in a row now. I'm not going to, their NBA jams rules on, or, uh, yeah, on fire now. Uh, they can't miss. Dolphins covering double-digit spreads like every single week. Uh, they're at home this week against the Titans. They got to cover a 13-point spread. That's less than 14. They're going to win this game by two touchdowns. I feel pretty good about it. They keep doing it. Uh, also got the hard knocks bug. Been getting caught up on the hard knocks. I was already with the Dolphins, but I mean, damn, man. They're too good. Uh, that's how I see betting this week. Those are my five bets. Daps, on over to you. Tell us what you got. Uh, in my $10 spot, I got the Packers minus six and a half against the Giants um, in New York. I think the Packers have been playing really well, and I don't know what the Giants have been doing. So um, seven-point spread. They just beat the uh, the Chiefs by, I believe, seven, uh, maybe more, uh, or close to seven. So if you can beat Patrick Mahomes by six and a half, I think you could beat um, the Giants and Tommy DeVito. Uh, Dolphins, Titans over 46 in my $20 spot. Um, listen, the Dolphins scored 45 last week, right? So you need the Titans to score one point in your push. So we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know who can stop the Dolphins at the moment on defense. Uh, it's, I don't believe it's the Titans. Uh, in my $30 spot, I took the Saints 
minus five. Uh, the Saints are playing. Let me just double check this again. The Saints, the Saints, the Saints are Saints playing, are I believe. Oh, they're playing the Panthers. The Panthers stink. Um, they can't move the ball. Bryce Young, I root for him, but he's just not there yet. Next year, maybe. Saints minus. Yeah, Saints coming off a bad loss. Uh, hopefully they get a win, even if Carr's not playing. They, they have enough to they, – they can figure out a win with Jameis Winston against the Panthers and Taysom Hill. Um, yeah. In my $40 spot, I had the Texans at minus four. I, I know you said uh, four and a half. I like the Texans to go into New York and beat up on my Jets. Um, they're – the Jets, I, I just don't know how they win a game. I don't – I can't play it out of my head how they win a game. Um, not even this game, any game. Um, Bills, Chiefs over 48 and a half in my $50 spot. I like the shootout. Um, you know, Chiefs coming off a loss. Bills need a win. Both teams are going to be super motivated to play well. At the at this current moment, as we speak, the Bills are the 10th best team in the AFC. Imagine saying that before the season, the 10th best team. You would have been laughed off of whatever platform you said it on. In the AFC. So they've got now with that being said, the Browns are seven and five at the seven spot. So even if the bills were to lose, they can still make the playoffs, but this is like, this is a big game for both chiefs are currently the, the third best team um, in the division. If the playoffs were to start today, the chiefs would have to play the Colts round one. So I don't think the chiefs give, I mean, listen, no matter where the Chiefs are, whether they're in the one, two, or three, if you're in the two or three spot right now, I would say the Dolphins, Ravens, and Chiefs are significantly better than every other team in the yeah. in the AFC, right? They're on another tier. So if you're sitting as the in the two or the three spot, you have to play, as it stands right now, the Browns or the Colts. The Browns or the Colts, I'm not scared of either of those. And then if even if you drop into the four spot and you're the Jaguars, you're playing the Steelers. So the, the, the bottom three teams in the AFC uh, to me are punching bags for whoever it's the Ravens or the chiefs, or if it's the dolphins. Right. But now you talk about two really interest or actually we'll talk about three interesting fringe teams who are currently in eight, nine, 10, which I believe completely changed the dynamic of the playoffs. Texans, CJ Stroud, nine is the Broncos, Russell Wilson, and 10 is the bills. So if the Texans, Broncos, and Bills replace the Browns, Colts, and Steelers, can that happen? Maybe that can't happen because you're going to need somebody out of the AFC North. But if two of those teams get replaced, and also it could happen because the Texans are a game behind the Jaguars. How long is Trevor Lawrence out? We don't know. But if they do, if they go on a little three-game skid, Texans take over that one spot. And then you got Russell Wilson and Josh Allen heating up at the end of the year, and they take those last two spots. Now, as a Ravens fan or a Dolphins fan or a Chiefs fan, you're going, I got to play Russell Wilson in the first round. I got to play Josh Allen in the first round. Like, that's not a that's not a conversation you want to be having. I think the Texans might be scarier than either of them, honestly. When they're playing great football, they're playing great football. I forgot they did lose Tank Dell, though, so... Maybe again, maybe next year. I don't know. They're, they look like a scary team when they're firing on all cylinders. Um, love all the analysis there, Daps. Let me just make sure I got something right here. Uh, Packers, what was the spread you had there? Six and a half? Six and a half, yep. Six and a half, okay. 
Um, all right, then. Oh, and what's the points line you had on Bill's Chief? I know you have the over. Over 48 and a half. 48 and a half. Yeah, it got a little rich for my blood, I think, just because the Chiefs have been playing better defense as well. So, um, and the Bills always kind of had that as an identity too. So I don't, I don't know if this looks exactly like that, like that one playoff game where there was touchdowns all over the place. Uh, but it could go that way, absolutely. So I just got scared off a little bit. I love the the courage though, because if it hits the over, it could hit 20 points over still. Um, all right, let's move on. We have one more segment, new segment. We like to play games uh, on this show. Daps, I have a new one for you here. Uh, essentially, I'll explain the rules here. Essentially, I have taken taken football reference pages of players, current players, all current players, I should say, and I've, I've got five different questions for you. I'm going to show you the stats of a football player, and you tell me who it is. should be pretty straightforward. I don't know how easy it'll be. I've never set this up before. Might have made it way too easy. Might have made it way too hard. I don't know. I think you're going to get it, though. At least most of them. I tried to throw in at least a couple I thought were a little bit harder. But we'll get to that when we get to that. First one up. Here we go, Daps. You have mystery player number one. Um, I'll try to accommodate the the audio-only listeners. We've got a guy. Or actually, Daps, I'll let you think through it. Here, you're, you're on the clock. Why don't you uh, Unfortunately, try to tell the audio uh, listeners what you're thinking? I already know, but okay, sure, sure. Talk us through it. Talk us through it. So, uh, for anybody who can't see the screen, it says mystery player number one, and then um, we do have their team that they were on that is shown next to their stats. So, just based on that alone, uh, I was able to decipher that it's Brandon Cooks. Um, but based on just their stats, there's no way I would have guessed that. Um, sure, sure. So. Brandon Cooks was on, he started his career in New Orleans with Drew Brees, and then he went to uh, play with Tom Brady for, I think, a full year. Um, and then he ends up going to Sean McVay's system in um, LA, which was cool. And then he ends up in Houston for a couple of years. And now he's, he had a slow start in Dallas, but he's had some pretty big games. Uh, Dak Prescott has not only CD Lamb, but Brandon Cooks is a pretty nice even at his age, second option. He's nine years into the league, so he's probably pretty close to 30 years old. Uh, but listen, man, as a secondary option for Dak Prescott, I love Brandon Cooks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And a lot of people still try to say Michael Gallup is like a, a relevant member of the trio, right? Or, or I guess, yeah, they don't have Cedric Wilson Jr. anymore either. So I guess that would be their trio piece. I don't know if I'm in on the Gallup anymore. People try to say he was a one in the NFL. That's beside the point. You are right. Brandon Cooks is the answer here. Brandon with an I, probably the coolest Brandon with an I, you know. Um, well done. I thought that would be a nice one to warm you up. Uh, hopefully there's someone here that challenge you, or maybe you'll play it up a little bit for the for the content, you know, hashtag content. Uh, moving on to oh, mystery yeah. player number two, Daps. The stage is yours, my friend. Okay. Well, listen, that's, this could definitely uh, be harder. Um We've got a uh, receiving and rushing yards. It looks like there's a lot of targets and a lot of receptions. So we're looking at a receiver. Um, age 21, he's in Houston back in 2013. And then he goes to Arizona and now he's on Tennessee. I'm going to have to go with the one and only DeAndre Hopkins. Um, D hop in 2015 had a 111 receptions. The following year has 78, 96, and then he goes 115, 104, 115. 
um, in consecutive years. The, the, the last, the 115 receptions was in Arizona with Kyler too. So that was a, a shame that Kyler and, and D hop didn't have more time because it seemed like a match made in heaven, but Kyler got hurt. Cardinal stunk. Um, as a, as a, I don't want to call myself a chiefs fan, but I definitely root for the chiefs. How you drop the ball so bad with your receiving core. And this guy, nobody wanted DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. Like that preseason, nobody wanted him. And yeah. and you, I wouldn't say he's playing bad right now, right? Like no, he's had no, some no. pretty pretty big games. But if he was with Patrick Mahomes, I mean, this guy would look like a top five receiver again just because I, of the I mean, quarterback. And, and maybe Mahomes isn't even the top quarterback of the league anymore, being that he's not – the top MVP, but I mean, even think about the Eagles picking up like a Julio Jones, DeAndre Hopkins would have been the same type of role, like a elder statesman um, and is playing much, much better than a guy like Julio. So um, even though maybe removed from his prime, uh, still an effective player. And of course, mystery player number two, you nailed it. Daps DeAndre Hopkins was the answer. All right. Crush that one. Two for two. Moving on into the third round. Maybe you can sweep the whole thing. Let's see if you can get mystery player number three. Here you are. This could be uh, a little bit tougher. This could definitely be a little bit tougher. Um, okay, so we have mystery player number three who has um, positions quarterback, receiver, receiver, quarterback, quarterback, tight end. <laughs> so I imagine I know who this is. Um, drafted in 2018, um, completing 88 passes, in 2020, 78 and 21, 13 and 22, along with, along with, I want to just say he had 234 receiving yards in 2019, 229 receiving yards this year. I'm trying to see where rushing yards are at. I don't, oh, okay. Rushing yards, 346 rushing yards this year, 575 last year. In the tight end position, that's pretty impressive. Um, I'm gonna have to guess that this is Taysom Hill. I do have him on a couple of fantasy teams, um, and I need him to play this week because my tight end's on by. So, you are absolutely correct, Taysom Hill. I have him in at least one league as well. Uh, he's been added and dropped, I think, in another league. Still effective. It, it surprised me looking at this that I mean he's gonna have a career high in receiving yards this year. It seems to be. I mean, if he gets five more yards, that stood out to me as like, oh, maybe I misremembered the earlier part of his career where I thought he was a pretty effective receiver uh, when he, of course, wasn't doing too much throwing of the ball. Uh, but yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't see the... Uh, I would hope you wouldn't dial in on the position because it hasn't meant anything until now. Uh, but of course, you found that out. That's that's a huge, cl a huge clue in figuring this one out. Uh, but hopefully, I, I did this the right order. Hopefully, the next two are a little bit harder. Uh, otherwise, Daps is going to walk to a 5-0 and victory here. Let's kick it over I, to mystery player. Oh, go ahead. I think if it had said like tight end in the position the whole time, it could have tripped yeah. me up a little. You know what I mean? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I could have, you know, taken position out manually. But I mean, that would have uh, to make it look nice. Would have taken a second longer. So I, I, I went for for speed, and and that probably made me able to do five rounds instead of four. So moving on to mystery player number four, Daps. Here you are, mystery player number four. A number of completions, drafted in 2015, journeyman from Denver to the Jets, 
to New Orleans, to Chicago, back to the Jets. Um, it looks like this man, I'm just looking for his passing yards, attempts 486 in 2016. 3,400 yards in 2016 he threw for with 18 touchdowns. Then he throws for 12 the following year, takes a year off. Then he throws 11 with New Orleans, one in Chicago, and zero this year. There's only one person I can guess, uh, and I'd have to go with Trevor Simeon. This feels like the least confident you've been so far, so at least I've made it harder for sure. But you are correct. Of course, it's Trevor Simeon. It feels like I was trying to get sneaky at the end current players makes it tough because you know your stuff if i went i realized quickly if i went players all time i could make this way too hard if i got crazy with it uh this felt about as hard as i could get uh with a relevant player who's played this this year especially at the quarterback position so well done sniffing that one out i know you've also been following the jets a little closer too so maybe i i uh i could have elevated a little bit harder there finding a a skylar thompson or something that could have been fun huh i think this game is way way harder with when it's not current players for sure Oh, for sure. I re- that's what yeah. I was. I threw in a couple easy ones, and I was like, "Oh, how evil do I want to be with these last?" Couple? <laughs> <laughs> All right, and I don't remember if I made the last one the hardest, but to go five and zero here, mystery player number five, Daps, you're on the clock. Mystery player number five starts his career in Buffalo in 2013. Then he travels to San Fran, Chicago, Seattle, and then Cleveland. Um. This is looking like somebody who's catching balls the most 56 in 2017, which makes me wonder if he is a receiver or not. Uh, Rushing, no rushing yards. But there's some kick return stats over here. Maybe Casey's giving me a clue. Maybe Casey's giving me a small, small clue. Um, Right off the bat, this was definitely... 16 returns. One year was 16. Yeah, so this is um, – you've definitely got me stumped the most you've had me so far, Casey, because I don't know who it is right off the bat. So I'll really have to think about this one. Um, started his career in Buffalo in 2013. So it's funny because a lot of this this stuff, like in my head I go, okay, Prism 2013 Hobby Box. Who was in that, right? So like I'm using sports sure, cards sure. to figure out some of this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I'll give you some hints if you want along the way. Okay, Just tell me Buffalo, when you're ready for a hint. Yeah, but current player on Cleveland. Number three. So it's not Amari Cooper. Amari uh, Cooper was in Oakland to start and then Dallas. And then Elijah Moore, who I think is number eight, another receiver on the Browns. I'm just trying to think about what receivers are on the Browns. Elijah Moore, Amari Cooper in Seattle last year, Chicago the year before that. He had a 105 targets in San Francisco with 56 receptions, 962. Oh, man, this is tough, man. Yeah, I went into my Niners knowledge, picked a gross guy who's still technically a current player playing this year for sure. He is older. I'm not sure if you're looking at the age column as much. Uh, Maybe a slight hint there. I know him from his San Francisco days. I liked him before that even, but he was definitely not well-known. 
Um, and if you want anything more substantial as a hint, feel free to let me know. I'll, I'll provide some stuff. Does his last name start with a G? It does. Uh, I think it's Marquise Goodwin. And you are correct. It wow. is Marquise Goodwin. Uh, I was going to say that he was a multi-sport athlete, famous multi-sport athlete, an Olympic long jumper. Uh, but didn't know if you if you knew that about him. Probably better. I had at no. I, I had no idea. I also, I think I I know knew him more from San Francisco, and that's sure, why I sure. couldn't figure out the Buffalo. And yeah, I don't even think I knew he was on Cleveland this year. So. Yeah, middle of his career. That when you were going down the Cleveland, I was like, Cleveland is really just how I got to be able to put him into a current players mix. Nobody knows him from his time <laughs> in Cleveland, um, but he did have almost a thousand yard season once upon a time with the Niners. Um, I was also going to say, I was also trying going to try to get you to uh, uh, Tyrod Taylor, maybe from those packs, because he would have been the guy in the packs more than likely from the Bills. I would. Dude, the, I don't know. The is Niners, that accurate? Yeah, the, the Niners though over the years. They never really had that like true number one until Debo came for a while. And like, like Brandon Lloyd was a really cool receiver. So they always had these like, like cool receivers, but they were never. Pierre Garcon was our our number one receiver when Shanahan took over. And I agree with you. We never had like a real number one. I guess we had Anquan Bolden a bit before that. That's like maybe maybe Michael Crabtree, but you, that's gross even. Like dipping back that far to the Kaepernick days. That's mm. Vernon Davis was basically our wide receiver one for a while there. I mean, you, but, like it was Jerry Rice, Terrell Owens, and then it was like fall off, right? Like, yeah, yeah, for receiver. I mean, for number one, for sure. I mean, we had, we've always yeah. had depth. I feel like you know, um, but not not the standout guys since Jerry. Once you have Jerry as your, your top guy, well, no receiver wants to go and just be the second best. It's all-time all downhill player. from there, yeah. And not <laughs> yeah, to mention, like Terrell Owens played with Jerry, so you know he's he get the hell out of there. You gotta. Yep. All right, Daps, that's all I have prepared for the show. Uh, tell me, what do you think about this new game? Do you want to see more of this, more of the heat check that we normally play? Thought I'd mix it up a little bit here. No, I love the mix-up. Um, I'm always going to be, I think, heat check's one of my favorite games to play. I don't know sure. if you and I can, I don't know if you're allowed to make the game and play it, so we probably couldn't do that one this week. We've, we've done a one-player <laughs> version before on our other show, right. so I can make it just so you go higher or lower on your own. But I thought this would be more fun if we were going to do a one-player thing. No, this, this, this more was definitely... This was definitely cool, and I, I think that uh, you got to kind of do those off-brand players with this, or you got to do non-current to make it yeah. more challenging. Because, listen, if, if I had to go through this, if every every player was like Marquise Goodwin on this list, I really would have had to use my brain there. You know what I mean? I don't think it would have been the best content, you having to think too much every round. That's why I made it the way I did. Uh, Lully sure. into a false sense of security with those first three and then hit you with a couple tougher shots. Um, yeah, my justification for playing this game, because we try to keep it to making money in sports. One, uh, obviously the cards, like you said, you're trying to like think back to other years. Oh, this guy had a big year in what was it? Uh, 2017. Wow. Okay. Who would have been big in 2017 packs? Um, that's a great exercise. Also fantasy football. I think this kind of emphasizes, you know, looking at Taysom Hill this year, the kind of production you can get at a tight end position, uh, not the most obvious answer, but you see the collection of all his stats. You go, oh, he actually, yeah, he puts up some numbers. Uh, Marquise Goodwin at one point was a viable fantasy receiver who was not a household name. It illustrates there there is value to be found all the way out there. You just got to go start looking through football reference randomly and, and start studying those pages, I guess. 
Yeah, uh, for sure. All right, that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you for watching Overtime Operators. I've been Casey. Follow me at Niners Fan Man on YouTube. Also follow Daps at Dap Sports. Check them out on TikTok Live doing their card breaks. Until next time, y'all. We'll see you later.